what role does technology play in teens' lives? Uh, I think it plays a very active role because I think there are things in our lives that are either active or passive. But since technology is so pervasive of society, I think it's such an active part of teenagers' lives that you see it in every aspect, right? So you see it in the classroom, you see it in their home, even when they're alone with themselves, their own thoughts, like they're with some sort of form of technology. So I think it's much more active than it has been ever before. Definitely. And, and how has this increased technology use affect our lives negatively? I think because it progressed so rapidly, we haven't had time to figure out a healthy balance of using technology and not using technology. So I think since there are no technical rules about how to use technology, I think it affects us negatively because we just assume that whatever we do is okay, right? Because there are no rules telling us what is bad or good with technology. We just make up our own rules. So if we use it constantly, we don't have anyone telling us, maybe our parents, maybe our teachers, but there is no formal analysis that says using technology is bad. And so I think it affects us negatively because we don't have that self-control and we don't know when to stop. And so it, it becomes so consuming in our lives that, that sometimes for some people that's their only focus is some form of technology. Maybe not always the phone, but being plugged in or connected to some form of technology and that's all they know. And they can't go even a day without having some sort of connection. So I think that's a negative effect for sure. I think originally, you know, technology was created with good intentions like phones and laptops, but there's a lot of misuse um, for all kinds of people and a lot of teens misuse technology and I think that's when it can become a negative impact. I agree. There's uh, So one of my heroes, as you know, is Margaret Thatcher and she was Prime Minister of England when the internet started to really take off and I remember she was in a conference once and someone asked her what her thoughts on the internet were. Like, is the whole world going to collapse into evil and chaos because of the internet? And she had such a great response that I still believe is true today. And she said, science itself, like technology and science, is neutral. Science is not good or bad. It's the person behind the science that decides whether it's good or evil. And so I don't think a phone or a computer or social media apps are good or evil, right? They are neutral. It is the person behind that that decides whether that becomes a positive or negative uh, or even an, an evil thing, right? Because, I mean, we have new levels of harassment or bullying that have never existed before because of technology. But that's not because the technology, that's because the people behind it, right? It's a new outlet for them. Yeah. So do you feel like since technology can be misused in one way through actual intent to harm people such as cyberbullying, do you think there's also negative effects that, that we're not aware of? And how can we become more aware of how technology may be negatively impacting us? Yeah, I think obviously bullying is one, but I think aside from that is our impulse control. Uh, and uh, there are things called like phantom vibrations, right? Where you think your phone is going off in your pocket or something, but it's not because you've become so addicted to trying to receive some sort of notification. Uh, and so 
our impulse control is wildly reduced, right? We can't control the urge to just put our phone away and not worry about it. We need to constantly flip it up, look at it. Even even if we don't have it on, we like to have it where we can see it, right? Like on our desk, on our table, where we can see the screen, just in case someone might reach out to us or we get a notification. And rather than just putting it away and being in the moment, I think that's really sad. <laughs> and that borders on the, the level of addiction, right? If we can't go without something for a certain period of time, we call that an addiction. And technology is no exception, right? We generally think of addiction with substances, right? Alcohol or drugs, uh, any kinds of those things. But technology certainly can quantify as a, an addiction. Yeah. People can become obsessive about checking their phones. So do you ever see that as an issue in, in your class? I did uh, when I very first started teaching, and I think because I really hoped that technology could be a positive aspect of the classroom, mm -hmm. that we could use technology in a helpful way. And again, because science is neutral, I wanted to try to sway that towards being effective in the classroom. And I have found that because our impulse control is so low, if you allow technology at all, students just cannot have the control to use it wisely or use it to the purpose they need to. Maybe for five or ten minutes, right, they'll work on the assignment or they'll do what they need to, but after that they're very easily sidetracked into games, YouTube, social media, whatever they want to do, right? And so their impulse control is vastly eliminated. Um, so I think in the classroom I've definitely seen that. And so I try to genuinely limit the use of technology uh, as much as I can now. Not because I think it's evil, but because I think we don't have the ability to control ourselves at this point. We haven't learned how. And until we do that, then we, I don't want to risk that danger. So I go on a rampage at the start of every class uh, and tell everyone to put them away so that we can focus and be present. Uh, classes are only 40 minutes. So it's shocking to me that we cannot go 40 minutes without needing to look at our device. And I mean, students use the bathroom obviously during class and sometimes they do have to use the bathroom, but I think generally they use it so they can pull out their phone and look at it right outside of the classroom. And I find that fascinating and a little disheartening. So yeah, definitely see it in the classroom. One part of technology that teens often become really consumed with is social media. And, and how do you think it, it has transformed from something useful to something more harmful? Uh, I think with the use of being able to, you obviously can filter what you can post, right? You get to uh, doctor it up and make it look as absolutely appealing or pleasant as possible. And that's not real life. Like, that's why we make mistakes. That's why we say things we regret, because we don't have the ability to doctor it up or Photoshop it or put a filter on it. But in social media, you can. And so you can present yourself as someone who is literally flawless or perfect. However, that flawlessness or perfection is superficial, right? It's not real. But I think we because technology is so prevalent, we can't separate that anymore. We can't separate the reality from the non-reality. We see that social media as reality, even though it's not. And we try to live up to that expectation. And the harmful thing is that expectation is false, it's superficial. You will never live up to it, no one can. But we feel like we must because we see it so constantly. Um, I find it interesting because obviously in Instagram, your purpose is to scroll through, look at a photo, and if it is intriguing to you, you like it. 
But at the end of the day, can you actually account how many photos you liked? Can you remember what you liked? Like, can you go back and say, oh, I remember these 10 photos I liked. Did they actually have a lasting impact on you? Or was it a fleeting superficial moment of perfection? And that's sad, right? And in our mind, the memories that stick are memories where we are present with somebody and an emotion is created, positively or negative. Instagram, all those social media apps don't do that. They don't create lasting memories. You don't go back and say, oh, I remember when I scrolled through that post and really liked it. It's superficial. And so we waste our time on superficial memories rather than building lasting ones. Yeah, while we're spending so much time mindlessly scrolling through social media, we're missing out on a lot of real, genuine human interactions. And I feel like that has caused us to be removed from the real world. So what are some ways that that we can recenter ourselves and become more aware of how we've become removed from technology? Uh, This is such a hard question because I have a lot of conversations with students and they will always, I don't think people have a problem of admitting, right, that they have a problem or that they struggle and use their phone a lot. Students are actually very honest about that, which I think is the best place to start is being honest. If you're in denial, nothing can happen. I think students are aware and say, oh yeah, I probably use my phone more than I should. But do they actually stop, right? Or do they actually put it away? No. So there's some sort of barrier that's happening between the recognition and the actual action. And genuinely, the thing you can do is just turn it off and put it away. Um, Sometimes students are like, oh, I just put it away so it doesn't bother me. I don't think that's enough. I think you literally need to power down your device so that even if you try to look at it, you can't. Um, And then give yourself an hour or even two hours every day where that's the case where you force yourself to power off your device and you are just either doing the work you need to do or just being with people you want to be with or just even being with yourself, right? Finding that identity, centering yourself. And then after you've kind of grounded that every day, then you can go back and use your device. But I don't think just putting it away, quote unquote, is enough, right? Mm -hmm. You need to actually shut it off, disconnect, unplug, and then give yourself that time to recenter and reground. Yeah. But you have to make that conscious step. It's not enough for you to just say, I know this is a problem. You have to do something about it. That's the same with any addiction, right? You can't just say, well, I know I have a problem. I know this is something for an issue that I need to work on. You have to do something about it. And for technology, actually, that's made quite simple. There are off buttons, right? Uh, I will be very scared of the day where devices don't have them. And actually, they could be developed, right? That we have devices that never turn off. Um, that's terrifying because we need to have the power and control to say enough is enough and to power that down and live in your moment, whatever that looks like for you. So, yeah, I think that that's at least one thing we can do. That's, that's great advice. Just totally separating yourself from being able to be involved with it. I think that, that can help a lot of people. And finally, what do you feel like will happen to technology's role in society in the future? Um, I... So I do have a degree in psychology as well, which I find fascinating, right? Uh, Seeing why humans do what they do when they know what we know. So we know that using now at this point technology so consistently is starting to harm us. And I think as we are able to more scientifically look at this through like uh, psychology lenses or even biology lenses, right? What is it doing to us biologically to use our phone so much? Uh, Does it evolve us a certain way? Does it evolve our mind and how we think and process information? Um, I think since that's happening at this point, we can do something about it. And I think people will become more conscientious. I genuinely think this point at time with technology will be the most dangerous. 
because we haven't had that information yet, but now we're at the point where we can do something about it. But we are going to be the ones that have to consciously do something. We won't have those studies to look back on. We won't have the results to look at. We will be the generation that future generations look back and say, look what technology did to them, right? Positively or negatively. So I think in the future, it will actually, I believe it will regulate itself more. Um, I think technology will evolve, but I think we will be smarter about it and our use with it. I genuinely think so mostly because we're starting to see such negative effects with our current consumption of technology. And I think people get fed up with it, right? People, there's a, obviously a higher rate of anxiety. There's a higher rate of depression. There's a higher rate of just feeling lonely and abandoned or disconnected. And that's because of our devices. And I think people are getting fed up with it. And so at this point, finally something's starting to happen. But I think for these last 10 or 15 years, that will be the generation that's looked back on and said, look at what happened, right? Look what we need to change. So I think in the future, we will be in a much better place, but we need to be aware and do something with our information or that change won't happen. Yeah, I think we're finally starting to recognize the negative effects that technologies, um, technology has on us. And once we find that change, I think that I agree that in the future that um, we can be better about our technology use. I agree. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. A pleasure.